I promise though, as you give yourself the grace to go as fast or slow as you want, your confidence will grow. You'll show yourself you can navigate your emotions and cope. So this is again, an opportunity to show that to yourself and to give yourself what you need in this moment. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. You're listening to the Good Space Podcast, episode number 55, six tips for coping with social anxiety post-COVID. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, TDC7531, and they say, This podcast has the perfect mix of substantive content and approachable presentation. It's easy to listen to and feels like time well spent. I look forward to Francesca releasing more episodes. TDC7531, thank you. I'm really glad that our content has a lot of depth to it, but then is also approachable. That is the exact mix that we want to give here on the podcast. And it means even more that this is time well spent for you. And I hope that it continues to be. And we... Hope that you continue to enjoy our episodes, and we're really grateful that you're part of the community. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space to let me know that you're joining in today as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. Do you struggle with time management and feel overwhelmed by everything you have to get done? And have you tried sticking to a regular schedule but get pulled every which way by shiny objects and demands from others? If you want to simplify your life and get better at being decisive, finally getting productivity down in your life, then this message is for you. I have released a new book called How to Not Lose Your Shit, The Ultimate Productivity Guide for Entrepreneurs. This book gives all the methods that I have taught my private clients, my followers for many years on how to see results in your business and to get more peace in your life. I've had so many entrepreneurs say how overwhelmed they feel and drained and burned out. And so I teach them a framework and different techniques that help them to take back their peace and to start loving running their business again and to start feeling human again. If any of this sounds like you and any of it sounds good to you, then make sure you buy this book now. It is workbook style, so it's a roadmap and it gives you a link as well to a download that you can easily print and use as you're implementing everything in the book. And it's very short. It's probably like, 60 to 70 pages so it's very short because i only wanted to give you information that was actually useful to you and i throw in a few stories as well from people that i've worked with so a lot of good things in there make sure you buy it now if this sounds like something you need and if you have any questions feel free to direct message me or email me and i hope it helps
Today, I want to talk about the social anxiety a lot of people may be feeling right now as the world starts to open up more. You may not be able to see me right now, but I'm wearing some comfy clothes. I have a glass of water next to me. So if you're able to get a little more comfortable listening to this, I want you to do that, whether it's cozying up on the couch or getting a cup of tea or even just taking two seconds to pause to just look around the room and to recenter yourself. I want this to be as soothing and relaxing as possible because I want you to walk away from this episode feeling okay being exactly where you are, not feeling embarrassed or ashamed that you might be feeling some social anxiety coming back into the world as it's opening up. So let's dive in. We're going to be in this together. We're doing this together. Here we go. So I want to offer some tips again for coping with social anxiety post-COVID. After a year and a half of socializing with Netflix or virtually over Zoom, it can feel like a shock to the system being in person again. It can also feel like there's pressure to push ourselves into too much socialization, kind of overdoing it, right? Not realizing that as much as we needed to transition to life in isolation, there's also a transition time needed for getting back into the fast-paced world. I deeply believe we can use experiences in our life to become more in tune with our intuition. You know, that deep inner knowing that's quiet and often gives you the greatest wisdom. The cool part being we experience this pandemic together. Every person you know can relate on some level to what you're going through. So it's important to acknowledge and accept the experiences and emotions that have resulted, to listen to what our bodies tell us, to share when we need to share or call someone when we need to call them, then give ourselves the grace or the nudge we need to heal. We have a great opportunity here to practice listening empathy, and self-soothing. Many people went one of two main ways during isolation. They hated it or they kind of liked it. In a Washington Post article, Jonathan Abramowitz, a psychology professor and director of the Anxiety and Stress Disorders Clinic at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill said that during the pandemic, people who already had avoidant-like behaviors felt relief during the pandemic. They didn't have to deal with big crowds, commutes, and other similar stressors. But he also mentioned that avoidance isn't necessarily helpful in the long run. If you're like me, you fall into that category. Living in New York City, not having to deal with crowds and commuting, just relieved so much stress for my body. It was incredible. So in that sense, I feel like we got a a little break. We got a pause. That, in a sense, I feel can be healthy. But to highlight again what he said, that avoidance isn't necessarily helpful in the long run. Like having it as a permanent you know, characteristic, it might run us into trouble. We need to face certain situations to show to ourselves that we can cope and get through. Otherwise, some people never learn they can successfully navigate those social situations and will continue to steer clear, which can also lead to getting anxiety in situations previously manageable, things like work commutes. Abramowitz says people who regularly commuted in traffic were accustomed to this experience because it was part of their routine. But now that it's no longer part of the routine, the prospect of commuting again feels daunting. So obviously, this is just one example that we can use, and it's a pretty clear one. So that's why I'm sharing it. But I feel like this can happen for many different parts of our life as well. So in simple terms, our routines were upended this last year. Duh. We got used to not doing certain things. So it's like our bodies adjusted to a different normal. So we got used to now not having certain things. And now that we're easing back into routines and social situations, again, we may feel resistance to what used to not bother us before. 
I promise though, as you give yourself the grace to go as fast or slow as you want, your confidence will grow. You'll show yourself you can navigate your emotions and cope. So this is again, an opportunity to show that to yourself and to give yourself what you need in this moment. So for example, before COVID, my husband and I would travel pretty regularly. It was part of our work and lifestyle to fly somewhere every few months or so, whether it was because of his work or we were visiting family or whatnot. So of course that stopped for the last almost two years. Now that we're both vaccinated and CDC guidelines are giving the okay to more in-person activity, we took our first trip to my good friend's wedding a few weeks ago. I was super excited and couldn't wait to see old friends travel again and get a break from work in New York City. But I was also nervous. (laughs) When we boarded the plane, I felt the onset of a panic attack. To avoid triggering anyone listening, I won't go into too many sensory details, but they're not fun. I felt enclosed and like there was too much to handle. When I told my husband what was happening, he comforted me and said it probably had to do with being in isolation. He was right. I hadn't been around that much noise, light, or people in over a year, so the sensory experience was new to my body again. It needed time to adjust. I'll share more specifically some of the things I did in the next little bit, but needless to say, we landed safely and had the best time over the weekend. That experience confirmed to me that I could navigate and handle stressful situations. I do, however, want to set the foundation real quick before we move on. If you're feeling the intensity of getting back into busier routines like commuting, traveling, happy hours, social events, or working in person, just know the most important thing right now is to protect your time and energy. Do not feel guilty or pressured to be social. In his article, The Audacity of Nope, writer and producer Bonzu Thompson said, the responsibility is to protect your time and prioritize relationships. Not every event or associate deserves your presence. Love that. Like how with productivity, not everything on the to-do list is created equal. Not every event or person is created equal. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. It's okay if you need more time at home and only can do one social event on the weekend. There is nothing wrong with you. There is no pressure to give this like air of being busy again or being social again. Like we just went through a pandemic. Okay. So like give yourself a break. It takes time to get comfortable and back into a busier routine. So again, give yourself the grace to ease into it. And if anyone tells you otherwise, you can send them to me and I will, I will set them straight for you. You can also think of it as putting yourself through exposure therapy. So this is where you confront stressful situations on purpose to show yourself those situations aren't as dangerous as you previously thought. In school, I learned that some psychologists will do something called gradual exposure. So if someone's afraid of a pool, for example, you may start by showing a picture of the pool, then bringing them to a pool, but letting them look at it from the car from a safe distance. Then another day you can be on the pool deck, the next dip your toe in the water and so on. Although a study has shown that you don't need exposure to be gradual for it to work, which leads us perfectly into my first tip, more on the gradual exposure, not just jumping into things. But the first tip is ease back into things. You can keep your social calendar simple and set the bar high for what you spend your energy and time on. Create a social plan or phone note to give yourself an idea of how many social events feel good to you to start. Is it three meetups with groups of friends, one night at the bar, one girl's night? 
give yourself some boundaries or measurements so you don't have to feel pressured or overwhelmed to say yes to every invitation you get. You can also keep it small. You don't have to give a reason for saying no either. Simply saying, I can't make it is enough. And if it's something you would like to do in the future, you could add, how about another time? Easy peasy. So the second tip I would say is pay attention to your body and recognize triggers. Since it's already happening, like the isolation, the pandemic, it's already happened. Whatever reaction you're having right now to getting back into the world, it's already happened. So the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself is just pay attention. Like notice when you have triggers, notice when you're feeling anxiety or dread and rather than resist it, let it be. The goal is to connect to your body as much as possible, to understand and feel what's happening instead of escaping into the mind. Take note of when this feeling happens. Give yourself some space as well to feel your feelings. When I was traveling, I felt anxiety and dread. I acknowledged their presence and allowed myself to feel them. I didn't judge or diminish myself either. Instead, I popped on a movie and wrapped my cozy scarf around me, which is a great way to self-soothe in that situation. All right, the third tip is to communicate with friends and family. Let those close to you know where you're at. If you're not ready to attend your neighbor's huge wedding from back home, then let them know. It's not bad to be clear about where you stand and most people should understand. And again, if they don't, you send them to me and I'll give them a talking to. But as far as like missing a wedding or like other things where you're just not quite ready, you can send a thoughtful gift or text or a note. Keep doing you, boo. Okay. The fourth tip is to try meditating. And I know so many people that resist meditating. I was one of them for so long, but please just hear me out. The physical benefits of meditating are too long to share in full, but improving sleep and reducing anxiety are a few. Meditation also teaches you how to separate your sense of self from your emotions and thoughts. When I was on that plane I talked about earlier, I focused on my breathing, specifically my out breath. So every time I'd breathe in, I would focus on the beginning of the out breath, pay attention to it going out, out, out. And then when I ran out of breath, I would focus on that and then I would repeat it. So I allowed myself by doing that and also just letting myself sit where I was, I allowed myself to accept the noises, sights, and smells around me. I also allowed myself to be okay with what was happening in my body, knowing it would take a step at a time to keep going. Most of us are taught to identify with thoughts and emotions. So if we feel anxiety or think horrible thoughts, we start to think something's wrong with us and then it can send us into a spiral because we think that's who we are. But it's not true. Thoughts and emotions aren't who you are. They're merely tools and mechanisms that our body uses to interpret the world around us and to interpret situations. And they help us to grow and, and expand in our journey on earth. With meditation, however, you treat those thoughts and emotions like clouds floating by. That's how I always think of them when I start feeling overwhelmed is I'm sitting on a bench, there's a blue sky, and there are clouds floating by. They exist, but you no longer grab onto them and judge them. My favorite app for meditation is Headspace. Andy Puttycomb guides you with his British accent through these 10-minute or less sessions. I don't think I could have gotten into meditation otherwise, honestly. It's really rewired my brain and now I can't go a day without it. So please try it. We're going to link it in the show notes so you can go straight away if you want to. The fifth tip I have for you is self-care. I know a lot of these tips kind of intertwine with one another, but I feel like it's worth calling out self-care specifically. (laughs) 
So make sure to prioritize rest and self-care always. Give yourself plenty of recharge time where you can recuperate your energy, eat as well as you can, exercise at least twice a week. Moving your body gets stagnant energy moving, which can help with stress. So nurture yourself whenever possible. During that wedding weekend, I did get exhausted and shocked seeing so many people, not only at the wedding, but for the next few days, we visited old friends in Atlanta and did other things that involved being around tons of people. Matt and I made sure we scheduled in time to go back to our hotel to rest, having plenty of breaks and time to unwind without the pressure to be on the move the whole time. I know that in life in general, we often can feel pressure to just constantly be producing and doing something and being busy, but especially on vacation. In general sense, like you typically feel like, oh, I have to get in all the sites and I have to see all the things and like make it worth the time that we're here. And so we allowed ourselves the luxury, not the luxury, it shouldn't be a luxury, but we allowed ourselves the space to rest when we needed to and prioritize our health and well-being over getting in as many like sites as we could. And it really, really paid off and really helped a lot. So the sixth tip is get professional help. So sometimes these other tips that I talked about, it may not be enough and you might need a more substantial support system in your life. So if you feel alone or need that extra support, I would suggest finding a licensed therapist to help you get the tools you need. There were certain times in my life where I couldn't have healed without my therapist. They give you tools and accountability you couldn't get otherwise. They're literally trained to do these things and they're experts in what they do. So don't be shy. Don't be nervous. Don't be worried. And if you feel any hesitancy or just unsure about something, please reach out to me. Please leave a comment on the show notes. I would love to chat with you. The community would love to chat with you. You're not alone in this. And... Although we gave some tips and we could always give more, the most important thing though is to give yourself time. There's no true quick fix. Just allowing your body to process what you're feeling. Take it one day at a time while using these tips to soothe and ease yourself. If you're feeling that post-COVID anxiety, I would love to hear in the comments on the show notes what you've been doing to ease back into things, how you've been feeling about this whole situation And you never know whose life you'll change if you share. So if you click into the show notes, there should be a link to the actual blog post. And then you scroll to the bottom and then share your thoughts there. All right. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day or whatever time you're listening to this. We hope to see you back here again. Now it's time for an affirmation. I am if you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, any and all share it right now on social come media. My and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space. And also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helped me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.